Are you ready to go from a struggling solopreneur who's winging it to a savvy CEO with a solid business structure and focused strategic action to grow to consistent 5K months? Then you want to check out the Strategic CEO Group Program. With this program, you'll start thinking like a CEO and creating big picture goals with the action plans to make them a reality. You'll start generating consistent 5K months, create brand messaging that showcases everything you offer and have systems, workflows and automation that allow your business to run smoothly so you're less stressed with more time. You'll be able to do it all without struggling to manage all the things, feeling unorganized with processes that are all over the place and hating content creation and marketing. Check out the Strategic CEO Group Program at buy-sasha.com slash the strategic CEO. One thing that I talk a lot about on this podcast is the balance between self-care and business. And that's because if we don't take care of ourselves, we won't be able to effectively run our businesses. We can't ignore the conversations that happen around being a business owner and how that affects our stress levels and mental health. I've seen firsthand how running a business can put a strain on our mental health and what happens if there's no one to talk to that can help. If you've reached a point where you might be feeling stressed, anxious, depressed, or overwhelmed, then my sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your own convenience. And with a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network, you can find access to help that may not otherwise be available in your area and request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com strategy. That's BetterHelp.com slash strategy. Welcome to Strategy for Creatives, business minus the bullshit. Whether you're new in business or find yourself in a season of change, get ready to build a strategy, create an action plan, and crush those goals. I'm Sasha host of Strategy for Creatives, and I help female-led businesses grow their brands in authentic, measurable, and meaningful ways without the stress. There's no sugar coat in here. I'm serving up real tips and actionable steps you can take to help get you organized, get off the path to burnout, and grow your brand like a boss. So go ahead, pull up a chair, grab a notepad, and let's talk business. Welcome to Strategy for Creatives Business Minus the Bullshit. I, of course, am your host, Sasha. And today we are talking about money, you guys. I know that it is a conversation that a lot of people don't like to have. Money in our business is scary for a lot of people. I've done an episode, I've done a couple episodes um, about kind of money and how we should be tracking our money in our business, why it's important to do these things in our businesses. But I wanted to continue that conversation. So today I have guest Heather, who is a profit advisor, and she has the Get Radical Profit Growth Accelerator, which I'm excited to learn more about. Um, She's going to be talking with us about money mistakes that you might be making, how we should be measuring things in our business. And I'm just really excited to have this conversation. So Heather, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This is really 
this is going to be a fun conversation because <laughs> I I love working with creatives. I'm a creative uh, in, you know, I, I've been in the creative field myself. I started off in fashion design and then eventually wound up in accounting, which may seem weird. But um, so I, I have both, I have both sides of those, uh, like the creative side, and then also that analytical nerdy data side. So I dip my toe into both worlds. So I love to work with creatives. And I will say, I know you guys can't see Heather, but she does not look like an accountant. Um, She has pink hair and pink glasses. I used to have pink hair at one point. Um, I loved it. It was like a rose gold and it's just very hard for me to maintain as my hair is very dark. So, (laughs) but I love your hair. So thank you. Thank you. So she does not look like the average accountant that you may think of. So tell us a little bit more before we kind of jump into the money conversation about your, your, um, growth accelerator. Like what does that entail? Yeah. So, you know, I've helped my clients with, you know, bookkeeping and tax, and I also do advising work. But what I was finding out was that people just needed support all the time, like ongoing support. And, you know, it's one thing to help someone once in a while, but then they go off and then they need some accountability. So I created this membership so that I could have a you know, close relationship with my clients and we have a Slack channel so we can pose questions in there and they have access to me at any time. And then we have ongoing sessions. So every week we have action sessions, we have masterminds, we have strategy sessions, money oh, cool. clinics, office hours. Yeah, I just keep adding things. So it's uh, <laughs> videos. It's got. It's got. We've got it all. <laughs> that sounds awesome, and I know it's probably something that a lot of people need, especially when it comes to money in their business. And so, like, just to kind of start that conversation there, what do you think people should be measuring when it comes to money in their business? I know that when I was starting out. Um, I tended not to look at all about at my numbers. It was just kind of like, we'll see. Maybe I'm making money. Maybe I'm not. I don't know what I'm spending money on. I don't know where my money's going. I don't know if I'm even making a profit. Like so. <laughs> so, what are some things that we should actually be measuring? Yeah, all those things that you were saying <laughs> ring true for uh, you know my clients as well. So, I have this no shame approach towards money. So I think a lot of times people just turn a blind eye towards what's going on in their finances because they either feel kind of lost, ashamed, stressed out. Like it's just mm-hmm. like, it's not really the fun, sexy part of running a business. Like it's fun. Be, you know, If you're creative, it's like, it's fun to think about marketing and social media and all yeah. those things. And <laughs> You know, we can wrap our head around those kind of measurements like, oh, okay, I can see like how many likes I got, how many people messaged me back, those types of things. But we need to be doing close, more close attention to that kind of stuff with our numbers. So, you know, as creatives, we have this passion for what we're doing. We get into business because we have some sort of talent or experience that we want to share with the world. And we're totally jazzed about that. But we forget about the fact that we need to actually make money. Like this is a yes. business. It's not yes. a hobby. Yes. And, <laughs> and, you know, oftentimes, you know, if we're creating something, it's hard for us to put a value on something because yeah. we feel like, well, this is something I created. Maybe it didn't take you that long. So you feel kind of weird about charging a certain price for it. And there's just like all these different things that kind of come into place with mindset. 
So the first thing you want to do is just start tracking what's going on with uh, your spending, your income. You want to make sure that you're actually pricing things correctly because you want to be able to cover your costs. I mean, I work a lot with videographers and they, you know, they'll do, they'll give their client a price and they won't think about the fact that maybe they have to go back and edit this stuff like over and over again. (laughs) And like the editing process can be, you know, it could be a five minute video that they're delivering, but the editing process could take hours. And so you have to think about all of the stuff that goes into creating what you're going to deliver and price accordingly and never undervalue yourself and always give yourself a buffer, like add 10% or something in there. Because at least you just 10%. Never at least, <laughs> at least. Um, and uh, this is another little caveat for creatives. And I, I just see this all the time where they, not only are they not pricing themselves well enough, but they give their clients these terms where it's like net 15, net 30. And you want to make sure that you get paid on time and get some money up front. It's okay to ask for money up front. So that's not something necessarily that you're measuring, but if you aren't charging your clients right away, you do want to be measuring how long it takes people to pay to you pay because you. Yeah. um you know if you if you're doing that kind of work, you could it could take months before you ever get paid and well yeah. I mean the big thing with that one, I'm happy that you pointed out about paying like charging what you're worth because I I think especially for creatives because what comes so naturally to many of them when what they're designing or creating it can be hard for them to figure out what that value is but just because something comes easily to you doesn't make it less valuable that I mean there's a reason why someone's paying you for it it, because they can't do it themselves so you know think about how much time it takes you to do something and that five minute video is like three hours on the back end for you to make it look like amazing so I'm glad you pointed that out um I also you said something else and I can't remember because my thought just went up in the (laughs) air but I'm really glad that you pointed that out oh about the net terms there we go um I'm a big proponent of uh, having something to hold on to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I don't really like the whole like you can pay me after I've already finished anything because the, you have no collateral at that point. Like what exactly? It, it's very trusting of you, but <laughs> there's nothing that you can kind of do that's going to entice someone to give you the money if they've already gotten what they paid you for um it's the only example i can think of where it may work is maybe if you're in web design and you've made their site go live but you still have the capacity to pull it down Mm -hmm. if they haven't paid you um so i'm glad you kind of pointed that one out as well because i think that a lot of people they want to be nice and they want to offer friendlier things in order for people to pay them without really thinking through what that looks like. Exactly. And, you know, also with creatives, we also have to think about scope and making sure that we have clear guidelines as far as what our deliverables will be and how many reworks we might do on something. Because what happens is scope creep is a real thing and it affects your pricing. And so you want to have a really good contract with someone, have the terms really laid out, think about what it is that you are delivering. And, you know, it's okay to over deliver to a client, but at the same time, we want to make sure that we're, we're 
figuring that in, we have that sort of mapped out that, okay, we'll do this in this amount of time, these terms, because uh, you just never want to get into a situation where you've done all this work and then the terms aren't clear. And then of course they want you to go back and change things or it's who has ownership over this. So Mm -hmm. you may create something for someone, but is this something that's an asset that you get to keep or are you handing it over to them and then they own it? So you have to think about those things as well. Yes, please don't do unlimited revisions on anything. No. <laughs> you will never get paid enough in, for that to ever be a thing. <laughs> and it's a bigger headache. I know people like to offer that sometimes because they feel, you know, they want to do it until their client loves it and it's perfect. Um, but I think what ends up happening in most cases, you work with people who will nitpick any little thing because they don't have to pay for it. The minute you start saying, you know, you get three revisions and that fourth one's going to cost you like an X amount of dollars, then people are more, a little bit more clear on what they want <laughs> change exactly. and what they're going to go back to. Um, so can you t- touch a little bit on the things when it comes to looking specifically financial statements? I know that's a term that a lot of people don't like to talk about. They, uh, creatives <laughs> in general don't know really what that means. Um, but what should we be looking at if you don't really understand like your numbers? What are some of the important numbers that you really should be focusing on just to kind of get a, a better idea of how your business is doing financially? Yeah. Well, just to let everyone know, I do offer a monthly free workshop. It's called How to Rock Your Profit and Loss. It's how to read, run, and rock your profit and loss. So you can always come to my class on that. And <laughs> I know it sounds like, but it's actually a really fun <laughs> class. And I, t- I teach you how to impact uh, your income by looking at certain things on the profit and loss statement. So, um, you know, one key thing to be paying attention to is uh, not only your revenue, but your net income. So net income is what happens after you pay all your expenses, so it you know you can think like oh wow I've done all this money in sales but if your expenses are too high then really what you keep in your pocket is very little. So you know I I always hear people saying like oh I've got a six figure business you know and uh, <laughs> I joke about like I, then I see their books and it's like okay well you have six figures but you've paid all these contractors. And then after that, like you're walking away with (laughs) $12,000 and you paid contractors more than that. Like there's a disconnect there. So I I always operate under the assumption that most people who claim to have six figure businesses have six figures in revenue. Exactly. (laughs) And not profit. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, you know, so one thing that I like people to look at is Okay, first, let's just look at how much income that you are bringing in and how you're pricing that. And, you know, it's one thing to think like, I'm going to have all these different offers, but think about how many of those you actually have to sell to get to the point where your income is where you want it to be. Then think about all of the expenses that are involved in creating that thing. So if it's, you know, if you're a photographer, you know, you might have to rent lights and cameras and that sort of thing. And so think about all the costs that go into delivering that product and then just all of your monthly overhead. And then also don't forget, you have to pay tax on that money too. Yes. So think about that <laughs> and then see what you're left with. So 
uh, it's a, sometimes it's a grim reality. And I think that's why a lot of people just would rather not even think about it. <laughs> but because it's you, like that first number says I'm making money. That, exactly. That's that, oh, yeah. Number. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's our number. Um, but we want to look at the bottom number. And always keep in mind that, you know, we are in business for ourselves. We we want to make sure that we're making money. I don't I don't say this in like a greedy corp, you know, capitalist way. We just want to make sure that we're making money. Otherwise, why are we in business? We could just go work for somebody else and have and they could have the burden of all the stress and you know, bringing yeah. the sales and all that no, kind of stuff. I, I say it all the time. The the perp, anyone who listens to the podcast knows that the reason why you have a business is to make money. Like, right, full stop. That's the point of a business. Now, you may have other reasons why. You know, you want to help people. You 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 want to make things easier for people. But a business is profit. If you like, that's why nonprofits exist. They don't. You know, they're not. Profit isn't their motivator. Um, hobbies are a thing. You don't have to turn, you know, your business into a money making anything. So, yeah, I, the listeners know that, that, that that's how we feel over here. It, business is about making money. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So I do want to ask you kind of what mistakes do you see business owners making a lot when it comes to just either their business financials or maybe how they're tracking their money. Maybe they're only looking at revenue and not the rest of everything they should be looking at. So what kind of mistakes do you typically see? Yeah. So, you know, as someone who helps people uh, prepare their taxes, oftentimes, uh, you know, it's not just creatives that are guilty of this. A lot of business <laughs> owners are guilty of this, but they don't look at anything all year long until it's about time to do taxes and then they start compiling their stuff together. So that is a mistake. Like I would be looking at it on a monthly basis. And if you, you know, if you're operating in a big enough business that uh, having, you know, a bookkeeper makes sense, then, you know, put it in QuickBooks, FreshBooks, Wave, something like that, and be tracking this and get a professional to help you with it because you're in the business of doing creative. You're not in the business of being a bookkeeper. So hire somebody to help you with that. If you don't have that many transactions, you could be tracking it in an Excel spreadsheet or something like that, or you could even have an envelope system or something <laughs> where you're like looking at what's going on each month in your business, because looking at your bank balance is not a clear indicator. So, uh, so many times I see people operating on, well, I've got money in the bank. Okay, well, that's fine. That's <laughs> one day, one snapshot. <laughs> You've got I'm money not, in the bank. I'm not currently broke. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And so, but what if you have to pay a contractor to help you with a job that you just did? Now you write that check or pay them through Venmo or however you're doing it, and now you're now you're like um, <laughs> your your um, savings account or your checking account or whatever has no money in it. You know, it's yep. like that happens all the time. So you want to make sure that your bank balance is not a clear indicator. So operate more on looking at what you're spending, what you're, we've got coming in. And then what's really great about tracking it is that you can start to see trends in your business. So you may feel like, oh yeah, you know, the springtime is my low month or my low time in the business or whatever. But, uh, you know, it could just be that it takes longer to for people to pay you during that time period. Like you want to start looking at what's going on in the business for trends so that you can next year put action into place to make sure that those things either don't happen or the good things happen again, that sort of thing. 
Yeah, I like that you pointed that out. It's something that I've talked about in in other episodes that when you are able, when you have books and you're able to kind of look at them more in depth, you can see, you know, maybe you have five services, but maybe you're only really making money from two of them. So mm-hmm. that could tell you that you really focus on those two, you let the other ones go and you don't have to spend the money or whatever it is to upkeep those other services that aren't making you profit. Or maybe you have expenses that you pay for every month that you forget that you really don't use or you don't need. And so you can get rid of them. (laughs) And so I think, you know, that's it. That's why it's so important to be able to have good financial data and look at it because it tells you, it tells a story. It's a Mm -hmm. lot more than just numbers. It's going to give you a a story about where your business is headed and and changes you can make in your business. Exactly. And like you were saying, uh, as far as like your offers go, you can see which ones have a higher gross profit. So it gross profit has to do with the money you get comes in and then the money that you have to spend to create that. So you could have certain offers that are maybe a lower ticket, but they have a higher profit margin than ones that have a higher ticket and, you know, but you're spending a lot of money. So you want to look to see where, where are the, the areas that you really want to concentrate on. And also think about when you have clients, I mean, getting clients is an exp- can be expensive, you know, to mm-hmm. Once you have a client, though, how can you serve them again and again? So there's this thing called profit levers. And one of the profit levers is can can you sell when you sell to someone, can you sell them multiple things? So like when we go to a grocery store, we don't just go in to maybe get bananas. We go in <laughs> to get bananas, kale and tofu. I'm a, bit, I'm a <laughs> vegan. so And so that grocery store knows that like if they can lure me in by putting bananas on sale, I'm probably going to buy some other things. So, um, you know, with you, with your creative business, you know, if you're able to package up a few different things together, then you can sell more at once or have other offers in the future that you know, just think about like, if I do this for this client, what's the next step? Like if I do their logo, can I do also like their whole branding uh, concept? You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, think about the next thing that you can offer them. I like that because I think we sometimes stop at, you know, one thing and we don't think about how we can continuously get people back into our business. It's statistically, I mean, I, I don't know the stat off the top of my head, but it's easier to keep a client than it is to get a new one. It costs less to keep a client than it is to get a new one. So anything we can do to keep that person within our our income generator is always going to be better than trying to find someone new to sell to. (laughs) Exactly. And then also think about recurring revenue. So, you know, cash flow is a problem for all types of businesses, but for creatives, especially because they might have an influx of clients and then there's a drop spell. Yep. So uh, then, but you still have to pay your bills. Yep. So if you can have <laughs> clients that you can keep on a regular cadence and know that, oh, okay, I can rely on this money coming in. Like, what can you offer them that would be an ongoing thing? So, you know, I work with a lot of web developers, you know, so they might have a maintenance program for their people that they've uh, developed a website for, you know, so think about ways that you can service your clients uh, on a regular basis. Yeah, I, I, one of my design friends, they, 
they do branding and website, but their their recurring revenue is um, like they do marketing after. So after we've mm. rebranded you, after we've launched your new website, we know your brand really well now. So now we can do your marketing for you and take it off your plate and you don't have to worry about that. And that's actually what she's trying to make like essentially the main part of her business because that's the reoccurring that Mm -hmm. that's that income that you know is coming every month versus trying to go out and get new people to sign up for branding or web design so I think that's a very good point um lastly I just kind of want to touch on um you had something that stuck out to me when I was reading about you and you said it's something called a triple bottom line which I've never heard of (laughs) okay Can you talk about what that is and why it matters? Yeah. So triple bottom line, it's it's people, profit, and uh, planet, people, and profit. And so that's, you know, if you, for, if you have a business where you're really thinking about, like, uh, where I'm spending my money, am I giving it to companies that have ethics that I don't like, you know, so you want to think about like everything that you do in your business, how does that impact the planet? Maybe with people, maybe it's hiring a more diverse, um, diverse uh, contractors or employees or thinking about who your vendors are. And, um, and then you could also donate money towards charities that you like. There's just different ways that you could do this. So, but think about like, what is your purpose of your business? So yes, it is to make a profit, but what else, how else can you impact things in the world? So uh, there's companies, uh, there's there's certification like uh, mm-hmm. B Corps, mm-hmm. um, Benefit Corporations for Good. Uh, there's also what's called um, conscious capitalism. So there's different ways that you can get involved with these um, sort of, some of them are certifications, but other other ones are more of like, um, uh, what do you call it? Like, um a philosophy that you can yeah. have in your in your company of how you spend, make decisions so that you know that you're making. I mean, there's a lot of things that we can um, put our focus on, but if we can put our focus on the good in the world, then that's a lot better. So, so that's like what that. that, so that's what it has to do with the triple bottom line. So when you, when you, you're not just thinking about what you're going to keep in your pocket, you're thinking about the impact that you can make. I I really appreciate that because I think now, especially it's super important. People are very conscious about where they spend their money, what their money is going to. And they also want to know when they spend their money with businesses, where is their money then going to? What is that money being used for? Um, So I think that's a good thing to point out. I have, and I talked about this on a previous episode. I like have like my values listed on my website so people can know like the things that I support and that, when you work with me, these are the issues that are important to me. It's most likely where if I'm giving money or donating, it's where, you know, that money's going to go and things like that. So I think that's, that's a cool aspect to kind of put into your business making decisions and and looking at your finances that way. Um, But Heather, thank you so much. Where can people find out more about your membership, your, your growth accelerator and kind of more info about you? Yeah. So if you, uh, if you go online, so my last name is Zeitzwolf. I know this is kind of a, a mouthful, but you can find me on uh, the internet, you know, Instagram and Facebook and all those kind of places. So it's Heather Zeitzwolf. Um, and then you can find me at the Get Radical Profit Growth Accelerator and also Get Radical with Your Business. 
So those Thank are the you. ways you can find me. Yes. <laughs> I will put I'll put all of that in the show notes. I know how to spell Heather's last name. I just wasn't going to attempt to say it. So I will make sure all of that in the show notes are for you guys. But Heather, thank you so much. This has been an awesome conversation. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Awesome. <laughs> are you ready to uplevel your business? Join the five day be your own CEO challenge. All the details are available on the website at www.buy-sasha.com. If you like what you heard, make sure you rate and review. It really helps other people find the show. And of course, follow and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. Want to follow me on social? I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Strategy by Sasha. Make sure you tune in next Tuesday for more business tips. Audio Podcast Network.